0: It's the December 27th, 2019 episode of Weekly Signal's Meltdown, broadcasting from Studio A at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. I'm Nathan Callahan.
1: And I'm Mike Kaspar.
0: And as always, your source for understanding the wind, Mahler, the fake news dog.
1: (laughs) There he is.
0: (laughs) Good boy. Uh, Do you understand the wind, Mike?
1: Gosh, you know, I I don't think I understand it as clearly and as thoroughly as some people in the world do.
0: Yeah. No, I don't either. Yeah. I think I have some general idea about high pressure and low pressure. Yeah. When I feel the wind, when I'm in the wind. Yes. I don't think to myself... I don't understand this. Right. right. Yeah,
1: a, yeah. <laughs> when the wind is blowing, which it's supposed to be doing, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I understand a lot of the physics of it. I yeah. understand the ramifications yeah. of it. I understand a lot of it. I may not have been an expert who has spent more time studying it than anyone else in the whole world. Yeah. I wish I was in some ways, but you I'm wish not. wish you were a wind expert. I wish I was a wind well, expert.
0: You know, right over there. <laughs> we have. That's right, Mahler. He's a wind expert. Is he? Yeah. Wow. He knows knows an awful lot. Okay. I can't say he knows all about the wind. That would be- Has he
1: studied it more than anyone else?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, more than our president. Has he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Okay. Well, that's- Wow. (laughs) Today- Yes. We'll be talking about drunk teens. Yeah, that's it. The whole show. The whole
1: show is dedicated to our drunken experiences as teens. So, yeah. you, so stick around. You might want to gather the kids it's around a the special radio extended for this extended episode <laughs> of stories Sing-Off. of being way too drunk. Uh,
0: oh, anyway, uh, uh, yeah. drunk teens, yeah. hacking the election, yeah. Yeah. dim bulbs, tomatoes on Mars, and more. That's quite a lineup.
1: That is a that's a solid lineup there.
0: <laughs> but first, <laughs> did Santa bring you everything you asked
1: for, Mike? Oh, wow. No. Well <laughs> oh, that bastard no because <laughs> that bastard, that bastard. I, you know ever Claus. ever since God, <laughs> damn God, you, God, damn, God, you God. damn you santa ever since i asked him for those beetle tickets to the hollywood bowl he has disappointed oh, really? me every single year did you since do that. that really i didn't go no did you asked him oh i asked i was very forceful in my in my asking of hmm. of yeah for that but it didn't happen and so from that point forward i was a bitter cynical young man yeah Yeah. how about yourself nathan what (laughs) (laughs) from the guardian yes
0: in the uk a toilet echo revolution has begun yes yes people are flushing toilets 10 times 15 times (laughs) as opposed to once exactly (laughs) thank you mr president (laughs) Uh, We squander masses of clean water, flushing Mm -hmm. away our own poop and pee instead of using it as fertilizer.
1: Yes, Mm -hmm. that is true. Uh,
0: Solution is simple treat human waste just as other organic matter. Yes. Like you chop things up in the kitchen.
1: Right. And it turns into composting. Yeah,
0: you can compost that stuff. Yeah. Put it in green waste, whatever you do with it. It's good. Yeah. In one composting loo equipped home, Because this is going on in the UK, so I say loo. Yes. The flush is piped out of your house, filtered through a reed bed, and into a pond, and then used to water the garden. Yeah. So it's kind of cleaned out a bit, separated. Right. And especially the pee is good.
1: I had no idea.
0: Anyway, in this first home, the solids are
1: composted. Yeah.
0: For a household of four, you empty the crap bucket every couple of weeks. Yeah. And the poo is relatively dry. And smells a lot less pungent than uh, you might imagine. Too. Yes. When you get dry poop. I, I know dry poop. You pick up Mahler's poop. Yeah. And if it's been out there for a couple of weeks. Exactly. You know, it's, it's... It's nothing. Yeah. It's just... It's like a couple week old cookie. Yeah.
1: You know, it, it's just it, kind of crunchy. And, crunchy. It, it reminds me of volcanic matter. <laughs> especially Mahler's. Yeah. yeah. Especially <laughs> yours. Yours is the best.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, you save on the water bill if you're doing this. Yeah. And you're not creating polluted water that has to be treated. People are increasingly open to the idea of
1: composting toilets. Yeah, we currently use drinkable water in our toilets, right? It's not after it's not once it's exactly. in the toilet. Exactly. It's, just, it comes it, from it's so it's another so drain, a uh, drain out of our fresh water supply. Yeah. And we f- use a lot of water when we flush. Yeah.
0: Last year, the Glastonbury Music Festival used more than 1,000 composting toilets. Yeah. There is a tub of sawdust out in front with scoops in it, right. said the uh, the festival sanitation manager. If you're going to just go for a wee, you don't need to take one. This one is a very these. British article, yeah. you can tell. Yes, yeah.
1: going for a wee. Yes. Going for
0: a wee. If you're going for a number two, yeah. you take a scoop of the sawdust with you and sprinkle it on top of the...
1: Your business. Yeah,
0: yeah. exactly. The waste is collected and composted at a local farm. It's then distributed to other farms as grade A fertilizer. There you go. It's good. There's no such thing, as I read
1: in this article, as waste in the real world. That's right. The concept of waste in the, the world outside of our carefully constructed civilized society is unknown.
0: In the UK, flushing the loo accounts for nearly a third of household water consumption. Urine is where most of the fertilizer is as we, you were saying there. Yeah. It's particularly rich in phosphorus, a vital component of manufactured fertilizer that is currently mined f- from phosphate rock, yeah. which is a finite resource. So focusing on liquid waste is a good first step.
1: Exactly. If we, on we the other is... hand, are constantly producing phosphorus, yeah. apparently.
0: If we just went out and peed in our garden, yeah. we'd probably be a whole lot better off.
1: Yes. This is one of those things that you don't Spend a lot of time thinking about. At least I don't. Yeah. But at the same time, the soil has become depleted in much of the country around the world. Yeah. This is a good way to Generous. energize yeah. our soil, yeah. and it's endless supply of it. Let's yeah, be I have honest. A confession to me.
0: Okay. Sometimes I pee out here at KECI, yeah. out yeah. in the back.
1: That would explain yeah. the roses and the yeah the philodendron the, yeah. and yeah.
0: and the beautiful eucalyptus. Tree. Yeah, the eucalyptus. It, is, ever yeah. since I've been peeing on yeah. It, yeah. it, it's grown like. Twenty feet.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. amazing.
0: And Mahler. Yeah, Mahler's been fertilizing. This oh, I place know he for, has for ages. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs> you know, I wonder if we all just decided at KUCI that we did want to fertilize the uh,
1: the surrounding area. It'd Be nice to put a little garden around the station.
0: Well, you we could just.
1: We, we got yeah.
0: yeah, plenty of dirt around here. We don't need to worry about planting the garden right away. Let someone else discover the great fertile soil that we've
1: created. That's true. That's true. And I wonder it, what it would take through the bureaucracy of UCI to get a composting toilet somewhere in the area, especially for Mahler. It would take really a decade. It would take a decade. <laughs> there, Let's start now.
0: All the committee meetings would be uh, yeah, mind blowing. <laughs> So we're flushing drinking water, as you said, down our toilets and spending energy and resources on cleaning it afterwards. That's just insane. From Yahoo News. Remember that Yahoo News thing? Yes. That's crazy. They're still around. Yeah. Did you ever have your DNA tested?
1: No. It's the same reason I never went on a dating site and signed up. On a dating site, you're giving away personal information. They want yeah. to know as oh, much yeah, about exactly. you, as, po- you know, as possible, all the stuff that you're voluntarily handing over to them. And I was told a decade ago or more that those dating sites were being mined by intelligence agencies. It sounded a little paranoid at the time, but it, now I, I believe that's probably an accurate assessment. Well, uh,
0: intelligence? What about just plain old...
1: Commercial yeah. exploitation. Yeah, there's that. So when this came along, this 23andMe and and what the other one is, I can't remember. But I said, no, why? Why would I? I don't care. How about
0: you, Myler? You ever? uh, Hmm. He's against it, too. (laughs) Intelligence. He's (laughs)
1: afraid of uh, J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah, J. Edgar (laughs) Hoover. Exactly. A
0: growing number of companies sell testing kits that allow buyers to get DNA profile by sending in a cheek swab or saliva sample the dna results provide consumers information on their ancestry insights into possible medical risks and can even identify previously unknown family members
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well, you, i'm not sure i want I was that just going to say yeah if you spend any time around my family, I don't think you want to know that there's more of them.
0: Yeah. The kits have raised ethical and legal issues since some companies have shared this data with law enforcement or sold it to third parties. Well, This is this where just sounds nuts. Well, this is where it gets interesting, yeah. right? The now party. the Pentagon yeah. is advising members of the military not to use consumer DNA kits, right. saying the information collected by private companies could pose a security threat.
1: I'm certain they're right.
0: These direct-to-consumer genetic tests are largely unregulated and could expose personal and genetic information and potentially create unintended security consequences and increase risk to the joint force and mission. Yes. The joint force.
1: The joint force. I want to join that Well, that's the one that uh, I've been trying out for.
0: That was the Pentagon speaking right there. yeah. U.S. intelligence officials are increasingly concerned about how DNA testing will affect their ability to operate worldwide. DNA swab tests at some international airports is one reason why CIA personnel are now using their real names instead of using aliases when they travel abroad. That's nuts. They're afraid they're going to be found out. And there are concerns that a foreign government with suspicions about someone operating inside their country, like a spy, yeah, exactly, could use a commercial genetic database to unmask
1: the person. That's right. Or there's another aspect to this, which is your data could be used to unmask someone else. That's how they've been catching criminals in the United States. They found one of the big serial killers, they didn't find his DNA but one of his relatives and they were able to track him down and this is the same concept that could be used to unmask U.S. personnel working in yeah. covert operations around the world. So there, there's a real concern here that we may have already that barn door's been open for a while. Yeah. That We may have in some ways given away all of this information already if someone hacks into one of these systems.
0: Well giving it to the medical community is one thing. Right. But giving it to, you know, just a franchise online, a a corporation, a company that's going to sell it off to the highest bidder. Right. That sounds a little bit goofy. Yeah.
1: In some ways, it'd be nice to know that I have relatives in County Cork, Ireland or something yeah. and it would be kind of cool. There's there's an aspect to it that's interesting and that's why it's so popular. But I
0: don't understand
1: that. I don't either really. Cuz I mean
0: really you think they're going to go, "Oh Mike, yeah. come on over." Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Come on into we, our house.
1: Listen. We trust you. We trust you <laughs> cuz
0: you have the same DNA as
1: is, is that guy that worked in the bar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that well, yeah. shot the community <laughs> up a few years ago. A <laughs> few years but, ago. But that's okay. We're We're come all on over. Family. Hey. No, I I'm not. I don't really think that. I don't need to know.
0: <laughs> From Inverse, did you uh, drink much when you were young,
1: Mike? <laughs> that would explain a lot of the- the, uh, the, the lack of uh, gray matter? Uh, the, yeah, that. Yeah. 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 Actually, I did not, yeah. fortunately. I did, but I, I had some episodes. Episodes. I had some <laughs> events, okay? There were a couple of events in my early years, so yeah. I'm not going to say- I, I didn't drink a lot, but when I did- uh-huh. Katie, bar the door, because, uh, yeah, I that's I, really? with a bunch of drunks. That's mm. why, yeah. Yeah.
0: But. Thanks to the brain scans of 726 teenagers. I don't know why they put the number in here like it's a deal. Yeah. Know, so, 726. So, so, yeah, 726. Over 700 teenagers entering their binge drinking phase. New research shows that early drinking behavior affects the way that people behave years after their first drink. <laughs> As expected, these scans show that drinking alcohol during adolescence is related to accelerated declines in gray matter in the brain. The analysis suggests that drinking causes gray matter to atrophy, most aggressively in two regions, the left posterior temporal cortex, a region towards the back of the brain used for memory storage, and the left prefrontal cortex used to establish positive feelings. So with alcohol, your positive feelings atrophy. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's not good. Would explain why the unhappy drunks in the bar are bitching and moaning and wailing all the time about their perceived aggrieved lives.
0: Yes, their prefrontal cortex.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Gray matter atrophy could drive teens to get more drunk more often. Yeah. Just because it deadens them. (laughs) The dead brain matter may also affect these young drinkers' personalities. There were strong relationships between negative personality traits like impulsiveness. What do you think about that? However, they were only able to pinpoint this result in one group.
1: The boys. The boys. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, if you... Some of the people listening to the sound of our voices have not exactly gone completely through this phase of their lives. Uh-huh. They're still experiencing this. Yeah. But the idea of one of your buddies yelling at let's drive to Tijuana at midnight on a Friday or Saturday night. And this sounds like a good idea to you. Uh-huh. It yes. generally isn't. It generally, it isn't. almost without I mean, exception. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what the what the cost benefit analysis would be, like what's going to happen that was worth risking your lives. But it does happen.
0: Well, if you're sober, it's one thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, yeah, yeah after yeah. the yeah. 12th beer... And your buddy yeah.
1: says, let's go to Tijuana. Yeah. Uh-uh.
0: <laughs> if this news leaves you pickled, may I recommend a donation to KUCI to clear your head? Just go to KUCI.org. Your generous donation is how we stay on air. Commercial-free, free-form, free-speech radio. K. U C I, eighty-eight point nine, FM. From the New Yorker, by Robin Wright. We know Robin Wright. Yeah. The Saudis handed out sentences in Jamal Khashoggi's murder case, and they're a mockery of justice.
1: This is just
0: disgusting. This yeah. story. Last week, the authoritarian kingdom of Saudi Arabia sentenced five operatives to death for the grisly murder and dismemberment of the Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi at the Saudi consulate in Istanbul in 2018. We all remember that. Another three men were dispatched to jail at the uh, trial. Three more were acquitted. The outcome was typical Saudi justice. The trial was held in secret. Right. The government's evidence was never publicly released. The convicted were never named, even in the verdict. And the few diplomats allowed to attend the trial had to swear that they would not disclose any details or identities. What kind of trial is that? It's the Saudi Arabian yeah. trials, what it is. The three men widely believed to be responsible for Khashoggi's murder, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, his close advisor, Saud al-Qahtani, and the former deputy head of intelligence, Ahmed al-Ashiri, got off scot-free. Yeah. And both the CIA and the UN implicated bin Salman in Khashoggi's murder. So you would assume that all three of these guys would be involved.
1: It's in the story, but it's, as someone said, probably from the U.N., it's inconceivable that this would have taken place without the acquiescence, the direction from bin Salman.
0: The Saudis originally lied, saying that Khashoggi had walked out of the consulate shortly after he arrived. It took three weeks for them to admit he'd been murdered. Then the Saudis claimed the execution was a rogue operation— despite the extraordinary planning required for a sophisticated covert operation on foreign soil. Turkey then released videotapes of two Saudi hit squads. Who arrived the day before, two days before, right? Yeah. Yeah. It had video of Khashoggi going into the consulate. Turkish intelligence recorded all that followed, including Khashoggi's struggle to fight off Saudi security, his suffocation, and the bone sawing that followed, as his body was cut up into pieces. In announcing the verdict, the Saudi deputy public prosecutor declared that the investigation showed that the obviously premeditated killing was not premeditated. To put an operation like this together, it takes some sort of planning. Last year, the Republican-led U.S. Senate passed a resolution, notably with unanimity, blaming the crown prince for Khashoggi's murder, despite pushback from Trump.
1: Trump, Trump didn't want Trump him. said he believed been s Yeah, He it. believes yeah. any yeah.
0: any despot. But... The other thing, the question yeah. that
1: came up, uh, I was watching some coverage of this yesterday and, and then somebody said, Where's the body? Yeah. You guys did this investigation. Okay, well where is the body? Yeah. Show us. Katani, the prince's
0: advisor, was not on trial, despite widespread indications that he played a central role in Khashoggi's murder. He had masterminded the arrest of hundreds of dissidents. Yeah. You remember when that was going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. He had been identified by prisoners as an interrogator and torturer. Citing intelligence sources, Reuters reported that Katani ran the Khashoggi execution in real time via Skype.
1: Is that I'm, right? Yeah, I, that's I wonder if they, they can
0: the... get that kind of information out of Skype. I wonder if they have any sort of cloud backup on that information. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. as you said, Khashoggi's body has never been found. Yeah. Hey Here's one for you, Mike. A Wisconsin family discovered an intruder in their closet after he said, "Ho ho ho" and asked that they not open the closet door and ruin the Christmas surprise <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He gets points for creativity. Yeah. Come on, got to give him that
1: instead of going to jail for six months, he's going to jail for yeah. four months. oh crap, I'm caught <laughs>
0: I'm crap. Yeah. Whoa, oh, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> From the Atlantic. For nearly 30 years, America's four biggest rail companies, which move the majority of the country's coal, have spent millions of dollars denying climate science and blocking climate policy. Meanwhile, they act like they're environmental heroes. This is the greenwashing they call it, yes. They say they're the most environmentally friendly way to move cargo over land. Well, you know, maybe just having someone pull it. <laughs> I know it's too heavy. But, uh, and they do have a point there, but nevertheless, yeah, yeah. it's not environmentally friendly. Kind of like saying Charles Manson is the, uh, the least involved in the killings. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. a good I one, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah it's yeah, true. That, that's, but... that's a good one, yes. Yeah. Okay, yet the four largest American freight railroads, that would be BNSF Railway, Uh, Norfolk Southern, Union Pacific, and CSX have joined or funded groups that attacked individual scientists, cast doubt on scientific consensus, and reject reports from major scientific institutions, including the UN-led Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change.
1: This is a nexus, the relationship between rail and coal. They moved coal. Coal is obviously a big customer for these Rail lines. So, in order to protect their client, they have spent millions. I don't think we really hit it hard enough how much money they spent in climate denial, lobbying, obfuscating the science, attacking the scientists. This has been a concerted effort for decades. This isn't just something that's been happening recently. It's been going on for decades. Tens of millions of
0: dollars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So,
1: and let's put this in perspective. We need a rail line. We need a a better rail line. We need high-speed rail. We need a lot of things that rail is a part of. But nonetheless, they have been also contributing by virtue of moving the coal to a significant percentage of greenhouse gases going into the environment. Yeah. And yeah. worse, how much more is going into the atmosphere? Because denying has put off the bill that we're all going to have to pay. Exactly.
0: The four companies are member of a powerful pro-coal trade association that in 2014 called climate change a hypothesis. Yeah. And argued that carbon dioxide, the air pollutant that causes global warming, was as much as 400 times more beneficial to humanity than it was harmful.
1: Yeah. Until you die. This is that crazy madness that they keep pushing forward, which is, well, as the permafrost goes away, we're going to have more opportunities to drill for more oil. Okay, we got that. (laughs) And then also that we'll have more arable land we can grow stuff on. It'll be great. Yeah, more carbon dioxide will
0: make things more green. Yes, it will. Yeah. And then it kills you. Coal makes up almost one of every three tons of American rail freight. Yeah, this is why. Nearly 70% of American coal is shipped by rail. 70%. The largest class of railroads made a combined $10.7 billion, or 14% of their revenue, hauling coal last year. So, while rail companies say they emitted only about 0.6% of U.S. greenhouse gas pollution last year, their indirect carbon footprint may be gargantuan. If you take emissions embedded into coal, into account the railroads facilitated sixteen point five percent of total US carbon pollution last year, which is more carbon pollution than was released last year by all domestic airflakes.
1: I would like to know, I don't know if it's in the study, how much lobbying done by railroad on behalf of coal has maintained the amount of working coal plants yeah. and coal plants that were proposed to be built. How much of an impact did they have on further yeah. developing the coal infrastructure in order to maintain their customers? And
0: slow down the transition. And
1: slow down, the, exactly right. Uh, slow there down thereby
0: that sl- tr- slow down the recovery of people who are trying to get different jobs.
1: And let's not forget the president railing, that's a good word, railing and ranting about beautiful coal.
0: Yeah. Clean, clean coal. Clean,
1: beautiful coal for clean, these many years. beautiful
0: coal. <laughs> Uh, the good news is that coal use in the U.S. has halved since 2005. Mm-hmm. Today, no new coal-fired power plants under construction anywhere in the U.S. are happening. Yeah. There's
1: no yeah. new coal-fired and, power and bank, plants. Banks are now, it's a no-go for a lot of the big banks good. to invest in coal.
0: You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. Visit us at facebook.com slash KUCI 88.9 on our Tumblr blog at KUCIRadio.tumblr.com on Twitter and Instagram at KUCIFM. Stream us live on TuneIn or go to KUCI.org. Here's a little one for you, Mike. Mm-hmm. A 12-year-old Thai girl won the annual World Drone Racing Championships for the second time. Is that right? Said, no, a 12-year-old girl. Oh, that's great. Wow. From Salon. They've been around a long time online. Yeah, they In have. Salon Magazine yeah. by Lucien Trescott IV, which I'm wondering is a real name or not, you know. <laughs> it sounds... Uh, it could be. It's kinda of cool. Yeah. He's the fourth.
1: Yeah, it's the fourth. Or
0: did he make the fourth part up? I wonder if he can do that. I, I could be Nathan of, yeah. Callahan the fifth. Yeah. And just outdo him just, by one. Just, uh, Trump must remain in power to stay out of prison. That's what Lucian Truscott the Fourth said. Yeah. The danger of impeaching Trump without removing him from office has always been that we will have blown the last check on him. When the Senate lets him off, Trump will be even more unrestrained than
1: ever. So get ready. Yeah. Get ready for the wild man. You know, I don't think we thought this through. And I'm so happy that the Democrats voted for impeachment. I I understand the political ramifications, the likelihood of him being convicted is practically nothing. However, I have found in my lifetime that when you throw something this big into the machinery, there are things that will happen that are unanticipated, people looking out for their own futures, senators who are worried about being reelected. All kinds of things come into play. Sort of the the chaos theory starts to really kick in in something like this.
0: We're about to get Trump squared. The last time Trump felt he'd got away with his crimes was when people expected to prove him guilty of treason. When uh, Mueller testified... Less than 24 hours after Mueller testified to Congress, a giddy Trump picked up the phone and called Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky and tried to get yet another foreign leader to help him steal an election. Trump won't be able to stop himself from doing the same thing again. He's going to call Putin, promise to lift sanctions if he chips in to get him reelected. He'll call Erdogan, the president of Turkey, and President Duda of Poland, and he'll reach out to every wannabe Mussolini from South America to Singapore, and he'll get help. Yeah. He'll get help from these goons. And he'll find ways to slip money under the table to him. They'll turn loose hit squads of trolls to infect American social media with campaign propaganda. Right. And Trump's going to put at the full weight of his Department of Justice behind efforts to suppress the vote. Right. He'll call for investigations of every Democratic presidential candidate who's going up in the polls and announce he's got dirt on every one of them. He's going to unleash an army of surrogate liars to manufacture conspiracy theories about his opponents. He's going to go from one rally a week to two or three. And he's going to turn Air Force One into an airborne criminal command post. So get ready. And also, while you're at it, get out and vote. No matter what they say about you know, elections are rigged, things are impossible to have a secure election, that just means that more of us have to go out and vote okay. so that we just trump Trump. We just completely bury him in right. a landslide. The
1: elections are on Tuesday. So if somebody tells you you're on Monday or Sunday or Wednesday, yeah. You know, and register to vote. Register to vote.
0: California registrar of voters, uh, Orange County registrar of voters. You can even do it online now. (laughs) Speaking of voting, from Politico, how close did Russia come to hacking the 2016 election? (laughs) Government (laughs) reports indicate that A, for Florida election technology company was hacked in 2016. The Sunday before the presidential election that sent Trump to the White House, a worker in the elections office in Durham County, North Carolina discovered it was taking eight to ten times longer than normal for their software to copy the registered data to the flash drives. The county worker contacted VR Systems, the Florida company that made the software, and one of the company's employees accessed the county's computer remotely to troubleshoot. It's not clear whether the glitch was resolved, but almost immediately on election day, a number of election computers crashed or froze. Some indicated that voters had already voted when they hadn't. Others displayed an alert saying voters had to show ID before they could vote, even though a recent court case in North Carolina had made that unnecessary. To this day, no one knows what happened. But we do know that VR systems had been targeted by Russian hackers in a phishing campaign three months before the election. Now, VR said that no one took the base.
1: No one took the fishing bait. Is yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. No,
0: they were out fishing. You know, they were no. <laughs> they were catching what marlin off the coast of Florida there. Oh, I just and, want to... Yeah. Okay. No <laughs> one took the p h i s h bait. Yeah. Of course, VR would say that no one took it though, because they've got a reputation to uphold. The county commissioned an investigation that blamed poll workers, but North Carolina state election officials say the investigation was incomplete and inconclusive. There's no indication that the county investigators looked for malware or even contemplated the possibility of foul play.
1: And North Carolina is definitely a state that it can go either way. This is a really one of those critical states that's in play.
0: Russian hackers did, in fact, attempt to meddle in the election, according to the U.S. intelligence community, who said they were blocked before they could alter votes or have an effect on the results by manipulating voter records. But it's been publicly reported that those hackers superficially probed election-related websites in 21 states and breached a few voter registration databases. The government has also suggested in one report and asserted outright in others that hackers successfully breached at least one company that makes software for managing voter rolls and installed
1: malware on the company's network. What troubles me about all of this is how resistant these companies are to a thorough investigation and also to a thorough accounting of what their software is capable and not capable of fending off. They seem so absolutely adamant about not letting responsible people to come in and figure out what their vulnerabilities are.
0: And here we are, four days away from an election year, and Mitch McConnell and Republican senators have uh, done virtually nothing. They have a few things out there, but for all the bills that the Democratic Congress has put forward to try and secure our elections, the Senate has just blocked those bills.
1: The do-nothing House of Representatives have passed close to 600... Bills that have not been considered by the Senate. 600. And some of them have to do with elections.
0: From Market Watch, one of President Donald Trump's top re election advisors told influential Republicans in swing state Wisconsin that the party has traditionally relied on voter suppression to compete in battleground states. This is Justin Clark, a senior political advisor and senior counsel to Trump's re election campaign. And he said this at a uh, closed-door session, and it was recorded. Yeah. Traditionally, it's always been Republicans suppressing votes in places, Clark said at the event. He said that those remarks referred to frequent and false accusations that Republicans suppress votes, which is laughable. <laughs> Republicans do <laughs> suppress votes. It's a harsh way of saying it, yeah. but they go out of their way to be sure that minorities and poor people and, and right, right. anybody who would maybe vote Democrat doesn't have the same opportunities as rich folk do. From the Washington Post, the Trump administration overturned a ban on old-fashioned incandescent light bulbs. This is ridiculous. Madness. The move, which could raise U.S. energy costs by $14 billion and boost carbon emissions, keeps incandescent bulbs from being phased out January 1st. I have a deep anger at this when things yes. like this happen. Yeah. Yeah. The reversal of the tighter standards, which stems from a bipartisan 2007 energy law, would increase energy costs by $14 billion a year. Are you listening? God. It will increase our energy costs. And the stupid folk in this country, and you know who you are, <laughs> all they think is, I'm paying 80 cents for an incandescent light bulb, and it costs $1.20 for the LED. When They don't realize when you plug it into the socket, it's costing you money.
1: The stupidity of many Republicans astounds me. And, and generally, I would be satisfied with just making fun of this level of stupidity, but actually it has consequences on our lives. It will impact us in a way that will matter. From popular mechanics,
0: scientists have developed a genetically modified tomato plant <laughs> with shortened this. vines yeah. and clusters of fruits, like grapes. Like grapes. Yeah. Tomatoes like grapes. The researchers use CRISPR gene editing technology to alter three genes within the plant's DNA. These advances could make it easier to grow tomatoes in extremely challenging conditions, like on Mars. Mm -hmm. That's what they're talking about. Take some of these seeds up with them and see how they work. And they also uh, take less time to grow, only about 40 days to get a cluster of nice tomatoes. And finally, A 65-year-old man was arrested in Colorado Springs after reportedly robbing a bank, then walking outside and throwing the money in the air yelling, Merry Christmas! (laughs) The man then sat on the patio of the coffee shop next door and waited for police. (laughs) You can subscribe to the Weekly Signals weekly review podcast at weeklysignals.com weeklysignals.com Subscribe now.